0: Sceptic Wire!
1: Hello!
0: Oh my goodness, what's that voice? No, 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 it's not female in nature.
1: Most of the time, no.
0: Nah, most. most of the time not, anyway. It is the 16th of April, 2014, uh, for episode, I have no idea what episode <laughs> number it is. Two, w- one, episode 158. 158 of the Skeptic Wire. Uh, I'm a returning host, Gary Long, and, <laughs> and I am with this week,
1: <laughs> Greg Perrine. I'm very impressed that you remembered most of the intro. That's right.
0: Uh, such and, as it is. <laughs> and I'm basically replacing Donna, who has uh, decided to opt out because she has been very busy.
1: Yes. Lots of lots of work stuff.
0: Yes. I know how that goes. Mm-hmm. If I weren't here, I would actually be home working. But not of my thesis. Uh, not because it's done, but because I have a, <laughs> another deadline. Another priority. Yes. Yeah. Yes, a movie that but, I'm but mixing.
1: You are making progress on your thesis. Oh yes, absolutely. So that's let's just call that good.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Good is a fine term.
1: <laughs> it's a perfectly cromulent word.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. So uh, what's what's happened? What's been happening? I, I know you've recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've done several
1: shows without you, unfortunately, but we just passed our anniversary. And we are now in year four of the show, Gary. Good gracious. Yes, I know.
0: Hmm. We got through the terrible twos. <laughs> we got uh and through the thrifty threes. Uh, well <laughs> I I
1: sometimes the threes are just as terrible as the twos. The
0: terrible threes.
1: The theremin threes. <laughs> Every baby is a shoot of theremin. Yes. <laughs> Go learn the soundtrack to um, Journey to the Center of the Earth.
0: Or basically any 50s sci-fi film. That's true. But I I remember that cemented my head as very prominently theremin-ish. Yes. And then look look up the uh, world's best theremin player, and she's quite good. And despite the fact that she just stands there moving your hands and breathing and making wonderful music, it's really fascinating to watch Mm -hmm. because she's very good at it. Unfortunately, I can't remember. Anyway, it's under a TED Talk. Go, go, go. <laughs> we'll wait. You back? Okay. So How's your week?
1: <laughs> Just fine.
0: Excellent.
1: <laughs> I will have actually something nice, fun to report next week, but ah. I'm going to a concert this weekend up in Austin, oh. so that should be fun.
0: Uh, I guess it's a folk.
1: No. No? Rock and roll kind of jam bandish. They're called Umphreys McGee.
0: That's yeah, folkish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the name is folkish, but they yeah. are rock and roll.
0: Oh, okay. Well, they, they, they plug in their mandolin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every once in a while, the two guitarists will play acoustic guitars, but it's still we their... Need
0: electric triangle. <laughs> More distortion than the triangle. I need it in the monitor. Can't hear it.
1: That's <laughs> there. But that's next week.
0: Oh, okay. This coming weekend. No. Yes. Okay.
1: But for next week's show. So I don't know why I'm talking about it now.
0: Yeah, because you're excited.
1: Yes. So go Google Humphreys McGee and look at their YouTube videos because they're neat.
0: Yes. After you do the theremin player.
1: Yes. Okay. There'll be homework for our listeners this week. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I got my eyes checked today. Oh. Yeah, it was was pretty cool. Uh, How many fingers am I holding up? Two. Okay. Well, and the other ones are kind of curled. And you held up two hands, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, <laughs> so, the, the place I go to is right next to Costco. So, I was actually out shopping for Costco. It's next to your iTunes. And, uh, the place. It, yes. Uh, yes. And then there's the iPhones and.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there go all our Latino listeners.
0: Where was I? So oh, yeah. the eye doctor. So I was the eye doctor, and I got new glasses last year at about at the beginning of the year, and so they they've been calling me for the last couple of months saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, come in, check your eyes." So it turns out I I need a slight uh, change in my prescription. However, they had this really cool new uh, testing device. Yes, uh, which it turned out to be a camera.
1: And okay. So you
0: put put your eye up to it, and and it, it does. This, Green flash that goes across the eye and you do it with your other eye. And then the, the cool thing is they can take those pictures and they put it in your file. So now – because they do everything on the computer. So now they have a picture of my eyeballs right. at the back of my eye, right? So you can compare it for next term. Anyway, the cool, <laughs> the, <laughs> the cool thing about this thing is it had the coolest – Startup noise, and that's why I remember. I mean, besides <laughs> the fact that I, you know, the flash of, of the of it the wasn't some lion. kind of scary like <laughs> that was that would have been cool too. But this like was, a drill or something like fuck no. It, well, it, it was a, it was a very science fiction. You know, <laughs> kind of right? Like, like like a very like a very slow laser printer starting yeah. now, the, the so Enterprise like, turning on or something. It, yeah, exactly. And so I was just like. Can, can I record that? <laughs> but I, I didn't because yeah, then I got called in and I had to go. Anyway, that's right. Anyway, it was pretty cool. So yeah, I need new classes. But the other thing is that my my health care completely covered all of it. So cool. Well, I'm gonna be hating to lose that. Guess I better get my PhD. <laughs> so I can keep my good insurance. <laughs> or you know a job. Well, yeah, but. I I don't know if the insurance will be as good as that's as true UT has because UT has more students on the healthcare plan than a lot of major corporations, <laughs> so they can go we we want them to be able to see and they're like <laughs> okay anyway do I have a birthday
1: yes yes we have a birthday and this is a birthday that I think you Gary in your. Lots and lots of knowledge. Lots and lots of guessing we'll actually be able to get this one this year. Justin Bieber. This week. No.
0: <laughs> you give me the rest of the year to get this? This is good. This is
1: the one you're allowed to get. This is a very well-known person right. who had a given name but took a different name fairly recently and um, left their job in 2013 <laughs> to retire, even though he still has the same title.
0: Uh, 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 Pope John Paul Ringo. Very, very, very <laughs> close. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh uh, 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 Who was the previous P- Pope Palpatine? Yes, <laughs> Pope Palpatine. <laughs> what, what name did he take? Uh, uh, uh. You're, yes. You're getting closer. Benedict. 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 Yes. The, the 29th. The 16th.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hey! Pope Ratzinger, congratulations! Ratzinger,
0: Ratzinger, that's right. <laughs> that was his old name. That's right. Pope, yeah. Pope on a rope.
1: I uh, when I was looking, I was like, oh, okay, Pope Benedict. That's a per- fairly he's, easy person. He's hanging out guess. with the nuns right now. I guess uh, he's retired to some cottage that's on the papal grounds. Oh, that's surrounded by lots of gardens. On the, on the... Well, he when he quit, what, he the PayPal, got
0: s- the PayPal grounds.
1: <laughs> papal. That that makes actually more sense, <laughs> considering
0: they had such a problem with their with their finances recently. It, uh, yeah. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where was I? I, <laughs> uh, you're talking about the, the 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 papal
1: grounds. Oh yeah, he's he Trinny when he coffee. first quit, they flew him on a helicopter to some like island somewhere, some monastery convent, and then they. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know why
1: I'm fixated on him going to the nuns. <laughs> They fixed up a building in the Vatican area and flew him back, and he's in he's the, like the area. He's like groundskeeper now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: groundskeeper Pope.
1: <laughs> when when I was looking up Pope Ratzinger to find out, okay, what about him? Is like, is he still being called Pope? Uh, I mean, he's Pope Emeritus, which is just this term they thought up because, well, he's still kind of alive, but he's not he's real still Pope kind anymore. Of alive.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I was wondering, does he Only still- his dark soul is keeping him away. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side.
1: <laughs> I wondered if the Pope Benedict went back to his given name when he was no longer Pope. But apparently he's still being called Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth. That's just too much. He- and- I-,
0: I think he did it just so he can cause people to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> just to be a pain in the ass? Yeah, but- pretty much. I also was curious, okay, well... Why the hell do popes take a different name
0: anyway? And That's a good question. I don't really know.
1: So the best I could tell with my Google Foo was that apparently back in like the 500s, there was a Pope Mercutius or something like that.
0: I can see why he might want to change his name.
1: Yeah, so that's a name of a pagan god. So he uh, decided that would be too much of a conflict of interest, especially in early church where they were battling a lot to look...
0: They, they they wanted to separate themselves from the local religions, yes, and, and place themselves above or uh, apart from, them. and
1: keep a consistent thread of we're all Christians and you know so I we've Christian always been Christians. Yeah, yeah, so he took the name of John. I think it was John the Second. Since then, it wasn't like every pope after him did that, but basically, if other popes had names that weren't quite Christian-y, they would take. Uh, the Christian name and then it just became tradition and apparently I think it's just
0: that's just dumb
1: yeah I think (laughs) John has been used the most I think they're in the 24 25s plus you get the two John especially
0: since the the 60s yeah yeah
1: like Paul and Ringo and all that the other two most common names are Benedict and Gregory so I'm apparently pre made to
0: be a pope That's (laughs) Yes, <laughs> same way I feel. <laughs> good, good girl. Good laughing timing, Harpo. Her. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep, well-trained dog there. <laughs> oh, he's saying something about religion. Laugh.
1: So yeah, Benedict the Sixteenth. He was Pope from o five to thirteen when he. Quit And there was some speculation that either he had a specific health condition or it was due to all the sex scandals going on with priests abusing and all that, but apparently the company line is essentially no just i you know he was in his eighties and he couldn't quite keep up with the papal schedule, which is why he quit before Easter, so he wouldn't have to do all the Easter stuff.
0: he was tired of hiding the eggs. <laughs> that, that's 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 what I heard. Is he was tired of hiding the eggs. I, I, actually, I think the popes actually lay all the chocolate eggs, and yeah. it just takes a toll on the all body. The exertion,
1: yeah, I was thinking more of a tradition that my parents did, which was a trail of jelly beans that led from our bedroom door around the house to where our Easter baskets were <laughs> to to
0: to the room in which they beat us. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go back to the story. for So when I was a little, little kid, there would just be a trail of jelly beans from our door to, say, somewhere in the living room where our chocolate basket was or something like that. Um, somewhere along the way, my mom realized that wasn't entirely hygienic. So she started laying down, like, a roll of paper, toilet paper, or something like that. Unused toilet paper.
0: And presumably, you didn't have any pets in the house.
1: <laughs> no, we didn't. Okay. To basically... Put the jelly beans on this trail of paper so that we didn't have floor jelly beans.
0: And that's that's nice.
1: So yeah, that was a we we weren't so much of a egg hiding family. It was more of a trail of jelly beans to this the sugary goodness. Made it pretty easy for you. That may explain a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right. The Pope. Um, the Pope. Yeah. The main reason for a skeptical podcast to bring up the Pope is you got this 2,000-year-old institution that still thinks <laughs> that they're angels and that there's the word of God and still control a lot of money and power in the world. But they're an archaic organization that we really shouldn't bother with in our modern world. Quite,
0: quite conservative. Yes. Yes. he's Especially with their money and their uh, admission of... Crimes. Yeah.
1: Apparently China. before Benedict became Benedict and when he was Ratzinger, he was one of the people in the Vatican who was trying to actually do something about this sex scandal thing. And some of it was kind of, no, no, we'll take care of our own. But some of it was, no, really, this guy is a pedophile. This guy is bad. We need to get rid of this guy. And trying to lead the charge to Defrocked priest, so he's kind of a mixed bag on that. But yeah, he was also anti-condom, anti-gay, and got a lot of verbal problems with like the the Jews, the Muslims. Uh, he, he would, he, and and there were, there was some. I, I don't know the name of the service. There was some type of mass, A. something like that. It began with a T. That um,
0: <laughs> really, <laughs> yes, there was a a type of. That it wasn't triple A, no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but it
1: began with the T. I remember that much from my reading this afternoon. Mister T. There was an old type of mass that includes something along a the dark lines mass? of "May them, in other words, the Jews reconsider their position on Jesus the Messiah, or something along those lines." And Benedict was saying, "You know what? Hey, if your congregation wants to do that older, more conservative mass." Forget the Vatican II, go ahead and do the old one. Yeah. Which kind of pissed off the Jews. And, yeah, you uh, can
0: you can um you can roll back to XP if you like, you know? <laughs> or Windows ninety-seven. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We'll we'll stay here on Actually I guess it'd be more like XP back to three one or something. <laughs> Even more <laughs> or old M <Emmy>. E yes.
1: <laughs> a scholar, a <laughs> Professor in theological canonical studies. Uh, no, I'm describing Ratzinger. Ah! <laughs> but like we said, still very conservative. And it it seemed like the kind of thing where you had John Paul, who was the second, who was more of a reformer. And then Benedict, this kind of placeholder pope. And then they brought in Francis, who was a lot more of a liberal, comparatively, pope than Benedict. So...
0: Wasn't Francis the donkey that could kick the field goal? From the movie, wasn't wasn't that the? What movie? <laughs> it's a Disney movie. It's the okay. movie running in your head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, th-
1: I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think most people nowadays know who Pope Benedict the Sixteenth is slash was. If you're reading, if you're listening to this after he's passed away, some or reading or some it, now. perhaps
0: someone has put a uh closed See, caption thing on it. No, I
1: was hoping to edit that part out. <laughs> oh. Now you've referred to
0: it, you bastard. No, well we can stop right now. <laughs> you can just put it at the end and it'll go, why'd they even bother keeping that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Francis the 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 place kicking mule. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> sure. And <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now, damn it. <laughs> Francis
1: i don 't disbelieve oh, you, oh,
0: Francis, the talking mule <laughs> well, that's even better uh, mule celebrity yeah, okay, hold on. He was uh, featured in seven movie comedies in the 1950s, so uh, I was wrong it wasn't wasn't and Disney. three
1: funniest home videos videos kicking exactly. someone in the crutch
0: yeah, Francis, Francis goes to the racist, goes to West Point, covers the big town, joins the wax w a c s yes, Francis in the Navy and Francis in the, ha- the haunted house now i 've seen a couple of these, so I think my my parents forced me to watch some of them
1: okay uh, if If it was your parents who forced you to watch them, i wasn 't going to make the joke I was going to make, which is really scary you got to pay more attention to your thesis <laughs> and not watch Francis the place kicking donkey
0: well anything <laughs> anything to keep my mind off of actually working <laughs>
1: be good or i 'm taking Netflix away from you no. <laughs> Uh, So So I I think we've talked plenty
0: about the Pope in this episode and past episodes. (laughs) Uh, Speaking about past episodes and and stuff, this week is (laughs) Homeopathic Awareness Week. Yes. I think that's all we have to say because it is homeopathy after all. (laughs) And we did a big thing on homeopathy last week. Ah, so you're kind of ahead of the game.
1: Yeah, so we are aware of homeopathy, and I'm sure most of our listeners
0: are, both of them. And... If our listeners are properly concussed after listening to that, then they should be all right. Because that's what how you make homeopathy is you dilute it and then you concuss it seven times with a leather-bound leather book, I leather think. P- book. Most preferably Bullet. the Bible. Yeah, sure. Or if you're smart, you'll give them the homeopathic remedy and then tally-whack them upside the head. <laughs> and drag the them baby. to a hospital. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're aware. Of homeopathy. And uh, there's some really good debunks on YouTube. Just do a homeopathy debunk stuff and enjoy. Yeah. A lot of uh, British accents.
1: To celebrate Homeopathy Awareness Week, maybe you should go find a few homeopathy websites and give them a whole web of trust
0: rating of red and bad. Or drink some water and feel better. (laughs) Not filtered water like I have at my house, which is, you know, reverse osmosis, which is probably better. I should... Actually, you know what I should do? I should just... Kick the reservoir of the water because I'll be like concussing it, and then I have like all the homeo homeopathic the that word homeopathic <laughs> remedies I possibly need. Only if it works, if you're
1: wearing leather shoes, I
0: leather, leather bound shoes. Book. Okay, yeah. yeah. In fact, go. I'm wearing some right now.
1: Anyway. But but enough about water. We're going to touch on water a little later in the episode.
0: Oh, are we? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you're so helpful, Gary. <laughs> you if know, we, we do actually plan these. Yes. <laughs> I
1: was I was trying to work us toward a transition
0: but you're like kicking and screaming the whole way. So uh like homeopathy anorexia <laughs> is a dilution of I don't know, wait. I don't really know. What what what, what, what how are you doing? <laughs> So we're just going to talk about some
1: food-related stories. Woohoo! Yay, food! Most of the time we know of two kind of broad categories of food disorders. One is eating too much food. That's what I have. <laughs> and then there's not eating enough or eating but not, take, not keeping it in. There's throwing it up and all that kind of fun stuff. Fun in sarcastic quotes, I remember kind of in my high school days, it was more and more of a thing of people saying anorexia is a problem. Make sure you get plenty of nutrition. And, you know, bulimia is bad because it screws with your esophagus and you don't really know whether you're hungry or not. So you end up binging and and that's where the purging comes from. It's not good. But also, you know, don't eat too much, blah, blah, blah. But all the anorexia and bulimia talk was always pointed at the girls. Yeah. Because as far as I can tell, more often than not, it's the women folk who well, who had those conditions or more prominently
0: had those well, conditions. Because the advertising when we were growing up, but certainly now, is heavily marketed towards women and for women to look a certain way right. and to be a certain weight.
1: Not to say that men don't have some sort of like muscle bound kind of
0: well, toned six men pack advanced. But the, but the difference is But that- when you have
1: prominent characters like say Homer J. Simpson, who's rotund and still gets the hot girl right, it, but there's less pressure.
0: Okay. Cartoons. But the 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 other thing is when a guy sees like a totally ripped guy in underwear, the first thing he thinks is, oh, gay. So, <laughs> well, okay. So Well it's okay. And so, I mean, because it's easier for a guy to dismiss a certain a body type than it is for a female, because for
1: whatever reason in our culture that allows right. that yes. to happen. But there's less wiggle room for female self-image ideas. Sure, it does seem that Thanks, the numbers, <laughs> the numbers show, and the advertising and how how women are influenced to really kind of focus on their weight and their bodies has led to a lot of eating disorders in young females and older females as well. Sure. It, it You know, it stays throughout life. And sometimes that's tied into things like depression and anxiety, that eating disorder is a symptom of that. All that said, it doesn't mean that men are not susceptible to bulimia, anorexia, and all the various eating disorders on the not eating side of things. Hmm. there's a journal article that was in the BMJ Open, which I think is the what is the british British medical mm-hmm. journal. medical journal open makes sense because the scientist was from the uh, University of Oxford in England where they took a group of forty people and they discussed the various types of eating disorders, whether it 's binge eating, bulimia or an anorexia, with these participants, and ten of the forty were men. And in discussing these different disorders, they were able to suss out that these guys also had symptoms of those diseases as well. So it really showed – and this wasn't like a placebo-controlled study or anything.
0: Because with eating disorders, unless they're taking medicine, you wouldn't necessarily have a placebo-controlled study. Right.
1: This was just to diagnose whether or not they were in the category of having one of these eating disorders, not – can you affect whether or not right. they have the de- the order or not? So there wasn't an experiment going on. It was just...
0: Information our- gathering. Yes.
1: So w- through various discussions with these subjects, but also other people, they found out that a lot of these guys are convinced for whatever reason, society or whatever, that the bulimia and anorexia kind of disorders are things that women have or... That- sure,
0: I would I would never... Until it's brought to my attention. I mean, yeah. anorexia and believe I – I just – it doesn't occur to me that that's yeah. a, it's a male problem as well.
1: You got to think there's got to be some actor-type kids who want to go to Hollywood and want no, to be true. that svelte kind of toned guy. Sure. And so have a disorder with their eating. It's It may not be to the level of being see all the ribs kind of thing, but if you have so much anxiety about what you're eating that you're – not eating healthily, that kind of falls under the spectrum of
0: a, of yeah, but anorexia. <clears throat> I think also another reason that a lot of guys don't have that is because guys are expected to have more muscle, especially in the yes. Heartache. There's
1: a different body image yeah. involved, and there's a lot more wiggle room. Sure, where you have the female body image, uh, it's something fairly recently. The term like thigh gap, yeah, where you you have basically a yeah. square shape between the thighs instead of your
0: yeah, your your uh your thighs don't meet exactly. So this whole thing.
1: that's not there's not so much of a really rigid standard when it comes to men. Right. but
0: women also have the image, generally speaking. Although I think this is changing that they aren't also supposed to be toned and everything. They're supposed to be kind of soft. Yeah, that's
1: that's the at least the more modern idea, and right. especially the. Runway model who has no muscle definition. Yeah,
0: well, they're just supposed to be thin. Yes. Which is...
1: Just haven't... They, they need to have enough muscle tone to walk up and down a runway. That's <laughs> all they need. Right. Whether or not they can lift their arms or not, who knows. In addition to finding that these male participants were harder to convince that they had maybe these conditions, that there were these red flags and maybe that's why there were participants in the study... They also found that when they followed up with these male subjects, they found that when they sought treatment, their experiences were pretty mixed. They were treated as low-priority patients, or maybe the um, the documentation they were giving, like pamphlets or something, featured everything about women and women's views in themselves, that it's okay to look – you don't have to look like Barbie. Well, that doesn't really help a guy, right? (laughs) It's okay to not look like Ken. Thank thank goodness for that. (laughs) Or even just, you have doctors or practitioners who just don't believe them because they also have that prejudice idea of, well, guys don't get that. Yeah. So it shows that there's a wide range of people who have eating disorders and how tough it is to get past someone's brain on whether or not they may actually be sick because we know our brain affects a lot about how we eat and what we think about what we're eating. Sure. So, you, you know, men and women have the same problems. Sure. For example, men and women probably have the same problem that a scientist by the name of Alia Crum found. She works at Columbia's business school and she's a clinical psychologist and she is someone who has been studying the placebo effect for a long, long time since she was a student. I, I assume graduate or undergraduate, something like that. And, um, it's a
0: fascinating subject.
1: Yeah. You know, we've talked about it on the show about how if you take a placebo, sometimes you really do still have a physiological effect. Uh-huh. Sometimes whatever stress hormone you have in your body, you're told this pill will relax you. You actually have less of the stress hormone because you are physically reacting that Changes your chemistry, even though there's no chemical interaction going on from the pill you are given
0: sure and, but and, and as we've said in the past it's not necessarily going to cure what ails you, but it can make you feel better, which is yes. the whole point
1: so in this case, she wanted to see if your perception of what you were eating in a food substance affected how your body reacted to that food. Sciences believed for a long time that when you are given a very rich, nutritious, sugary meal, whatever, your body thinks it's full and that chemical reaction to what's inside your stomach makes you feel less hungry. So you feel, yes, I've eaten. Maybe I'm too full or whatever like that. But if you have rice cakes and a salad, that chemical reaction says, well, I haven't eaten enough. I haven't gotten protein or... You know, a good thick steak or something. <laughs> so what the scientist did is to basically made a big old vat of milkshake all the same and poured the same milkshake into two different containers. Hmm. One of them said that it was the sense of shake. It's low calorie, zero fat, no added sugar, and was only 140 calories. Very kind of whole foodsy kind of thing the other one was called indulgence and it it said it was a rich treat for you and it had sugar and fat it was 620 calories in truth the calorie count was pretty much right in between at 300 calories per this serving but it was just the label on the outside so what they did is they gave different subjects the foods now the only thing only caveat i have at this point is the subjects were blinded, but if the scientist knows who's getting what, the scientist wasn't completely blinded. But ah. what they were not, they were not surveying people on whether or not they felt full. They were measuring the level of hormone called ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N, which is right. essentially when you feel hungry, the ghrelin goes up and your brain says, I need some food. Right. You get the food your ghrelin goes down, and then your metabolism revs up to deal with the food you just got.
0: Right. So right. when the
1: ghrelin is high, you have low metabolism because you don't have enough food. So it's trying to s- the body slowing itself down. Sure. Ghrelin goes down, metabolism starts back up again. Your body deals with that, and then when you start being hungry again, the ghrelin goes back up. So it's a, a limiter. What they found was that the people who had the rich indulgent shakes, their ghrelin levels dropped three times more than the people who had the light diet shakes. Even though the chemicals that they had in their stomach were exactly the same. So their perception of what they were eating basically shifted how their body was responding to it. So I guess it kind of has a lot of relation to if you're having like a low-calorie version of a snack, like low-calorie Oreos or something... If your body still thinks that they're the rich and heavy version, you're going to say, oh, I had this nice big snack and your levels are going to go down and maybe your metabolism might rise again. So it's it's one of those things where you really have to – when you're dieting, you have to be careful not to diet yourself and think, I'm not eating enough because that'll mean your body will still be hungry and your metabolism will be higher. Sure. Your metabolism will still be at that low state. And it won't be processing the food you do have, so you won't be having that higher metabolism trying to burn through your food, which is what you're trying to have when you're on a a diet system. You're trying to exercise to get your metabolism going. So that's why maybe a lot of diet foods backfire on people. Yeah. Why people think, oh, I'm having a diet soda. That's better for me. They end up having a full two-liter bottle, (laughs) which ends up being worse for them than if they had just had one can of cola.
0: Yeah, and, and there was a, there was another study that did a similar thing. I, I was trying to find it online, but I can't. So I'll just tell you what happened. But it basically how the brain controls on whether you think you are full or not, because we've always been told it takes what thirty minutes or something for your stomach to ten, realize ten minutes, that's, yeah, yeah, that you're full. But in fact, that's not the case. The study that I'm thinking of, <laughs> but what what they did is they would give people bowls of soup. And they would just keep filling it up. And so they distract them and they'd Mm -hmm. fill it up and people would just keep eating the soup. Yep. And so they didn't realize that they were were ingesting so much for for what –
1: There's a very similar study that I remember that took place and it did the same thing – well, a similar thing with um, chicken wings where if they left basically the graveyard plate on the table – or if you finished a wing, you put your bone on the plate. Mm-hmm. If they left all the bones on the table, people ate less than if you kept clearing away the bones. Sure,
0: because, Just like beer.
1: Because if you realize just That's how coffee. much you've eaten, you realize, oh, I've eaten a heap of, of chicken. I'm probably full. Yes. As opposed to, I don't see ev- any evidence of the carnage going on, so I can just keep eating.
0: Yeah. So it's it's all controlled by the mind. Yeah. So apparently what this study is showing is that not only... Can your brain determine on whether you're full or not, but it can also determine on what type of full you are. Yes.
1: Uh, On a personal level, I've yo-yoed up and down over the last couple decades in my weight, and I'm trying to be better now about logging my food on a little app and exercising and stuff like that. Which app would that be? It's called Lose It. (laughs) I use that too. Yes. (laughs) And when I have actually kept track of the food I'm eating... I've been successful in losing weight up to a point where you hit that plateau, that annoying plateau that you always get after you start something that you just stay on the same weight for three months. Yeah. But before that, what I've really found is that the best way to use an app like that is not to say, oh, no, I've I've eaten to my limit. I can't eat anymore. I'm just going to have to starve myself until 12 midnight when the app rolls right. over to the next day. More of... Just keep an idea of what I'm eating so that, you know, okay, have a little snack, have some pretzels, go to game night, and just fill up my plate with cookies. Who cares? Have a splurge night so that you're balancing things out so that you realize, yeah, I've eaten about enough. I probably shouldn't eat too much, but if I'm going to eat anything for the rest of the day, not be as indulgent as I was this morning. So I had a Pop-Tart in the morning, so that means tonight I should have a filling salad.
0: Right, right but but you're also yeah. not eating half a pizza.
1: So except it, on like a splurge day. Exactly. So it's it's balancing it out so you're not starving yourself. And that's what a lot of fad diets do where you starve yourself by only having grapefruit or a right. liquid diet where you don't take do any it for 10 days. Yeah, those those kind of things where you just have to say, "All right, I'm going to eat until I'm full enough and remind myself with this app to stop at a handful of chips." That, you know, enough is enough. That's that's my problem. But, you know, I am not clinically diagnosed with any sort of eating disorder, but I know I eat too much snacky stuff. I so know. if I can control myself this way, this will – I can help control of, you know what, I'm probably full. And that will help kind of with this – with the proof of the study, feedback on myself of, yeah, I've had enough. I don't need any more. Tonight. Tomorrow yeah. I can go, you know, have sushi with friends and not worry about it. I've I've actually got a custom food item on the menu on on my app that just says big restaurant meal, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I it's Which like, is like double the calories of everything. Else
1: yeah, I, I just put it. Uh, I put one serving as fifteen hundred calories. That's yeah. probably low balling it, but yeah. as well, long-
0: considering if if you have like a Chili's – Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Like, the Caesar salad dressing on a large thing is something like 1,600 calories or something. Like <laughs> By <that>. itself? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's insane.
1: It's a matter of being more aware of what you're taking in and thinking, okay, I can have this fun little thing. I can have a little snack. Speaking of. <laughs> Harpo, wants a snack, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> but leave it at that. Right. And 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 balance my life out without obsessing over food, which is... Another eating disorder that some people have. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's really no way to live because every once in a while I'll get into that thing where I'm just like, ah, poke myself. And certainly since because of my surgery, I haven't been able to run and and really mm-hmm. exercise, and so I'm just feeling you know lethargic
1: and yeah. well flabby, yeah,
0: basically you know. And because I lost a lot of weight because I was just basically a liquid diet for about uh, a week and a half and then i've gradually come back and now all of this weight has come back but because i'm not working out or anything <laughs> you know I'm, I'm i'm toneless but the interesting thing is there are things you can do to kind of satiate being hungry for example a lot of times if you're dehydrated mm-hmm. and you may not realize it because a lot of people think oh dehydration is you know you got no uh, water in your mouth. I don't know why. But by, by the time that, you f-
1: realize it in your mouth, your mouth feels dry. It's too late. You're right. already dehydrated. Right.
0: One sign of becoming de- on your way is feeling hungry. And so you can actually alleviate sometimes, like especially between meals. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a snack, you know, try drinking water first and see if that helps.
1: Yeah. And then there was something a couple of years ago, even about smelling something. Like smelling yeah. peanut butter makes you feel like, okay, yeah, I've had something.
0: Yeah, It certainly it works with coffee in the morning. Mm. I find sometimes after I grind it, I'm like, I really don't need the coffee now. I'm, I'm <laughs> you awake.
1: had that Pavlovian response yeah. to the smell
0: of Ab- the coffee beans. Absolutely. Like, I am awake now. <laughs> it, but another thing is if you're going to eat, do something that's sort of high in fiber. Okay. That kind of helps. Because that, that
1: fills you up literally. Yeah. Talking about basically being careful about when you're hungry or not and, and, and all that, this wasn't on our list of things we were going to talk about. There was something about NPR— about a study that was done where they, they had couples do an inventory of, they, they would take their blood glucose levels a few times a day. And then at the, at the same time, they were given a voodoo doll to stick pins in. Basically, they were told, stick as many pins in the doll as you feel angry at your partner. <laughs> and what they found was that the subjects who had low glucose levels Stuck more pins in the dolls of their partner. Well, sure. That makes sense. I get very angry when I live blood sugar. So the idea of not only should you not starve yourself to try to lose weight, you should not starve yourself and be hungry when you feel like you might be having an argument with your partner. Don't go to bed angry, but before that, eat something so you don't go to bed even more angry. Exactly.
0: There are, speaking of ingesting food, my brother... It has been sort of on a, I'm going to call it a fad diet, uh, and it's basically it's not how much you eat, it's what you eat, and I keep on having this argument every time we talk, and he's just mm-hmm. like, no, no, you know, I'll have like six eggs in the morning, you know, it's because the eggs break down and you know, and and it'll go in, but like you you just don't ingest the calories that you don't lose. I'm just like, no, that's not true. <laughs> I didn't even follow that, <laughs> he, but he's basically saying it's the food that you eat. And not how much of that food that oh, you okay.
1: eat. okay. Like, so you can
0: eat as many eggs as you want because... Exactly. Because it's one of those foods that I... Uh, honestly, I haven't got a straight definition because he hasn't shown me the book yet.
1: But it... <laughs> it yeah, it makes you think of, like, those miracle diet foods. Like, it's all exactly you, you have is, is pomegranate seeds
0: and you won't be hungry I'm and right. you don't take any of those calories in or... Or the low-carb diets or whatever where it's just... Uh, what was The, the Atkins diet. They, oh, mm. just eat as much, you know, as meat meat and eggs that you want because this is a good food. This is where right. our, our bodies were made to digest and so therefore you don't have to worry about your, your body. And it may be, maybe it's a placebo thing. Maybe it's, you read this <laughs> yeah. thing and your body says, oh, well, this is the food that I know how to break down and therefore I will have a high metabolism. It, well, it could
1: be because that... Um, ooh, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> I, <laughs> the,
0: I can't find this The, book the study
1: with the milkshakes, they said, you know, we need to do more studies to find out how what you eat and how it's labeled affects yeah. how you digest it. Because they didn't even go into anything like what your brother would think of well what nutrients are you absorbing if you think you're having something rich and sugary versus diety and ruffee and stuff like that. So there's there's more to be done on all those kind of things of
0: the fuel that you take into your body. There is also another small study which shockingly says it's also about the textures of the food that that's you eat true that will minimize or maximize <laughs> what you eat because if you're eating something that, that, where the texture isn't quite nice, you won't eat as much of it. Right. So find find something that you think uh, <laughs> oysters. No people like oysters, you know. But to me, they're just basically you know uh, right caloric snot. I, I think that study.
1: <laughs> well, the the study was basically saying that anything that was rough. Or had um, a hard texture to it, people thought it had less calories. Yeah, so I guess people would think something like oysters that's soft and mushy but- would have more calories than, say, a carrot. Sure, or whatever. Where I am trying to think of a, a or a well, well, well done
0: steak that's re- really rough and hard, or I don't know. Okay. They're oh. both meats, so I, uh, well, I don't know that or metaphor Or like a donut. Really, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone thinks, oh, it's so light and fluffy. It's like, eh, it's like 9,000 calories. Yeah, so people might <laughs> think that a, um, what's the... girodelli's brownies? They were giving them away at Costco today, the bastards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, well, I didn't buy any, but go okay, good, sorry. I was, No, I was thinking <laughs>
1: of very the Krispy Kreme donuts mm. that have a very, very light texture and light feel to them. Yeah. They melt in your mouth. Yeah versus donut store on the side that's Duncan very cakey.
0: Donuts. And yes. Well, while we're let's naming promo names. everything, yeah. yes. Or River City Donuts, which are here in San Antonio, which are quite good. Okay, sure. But
1: the the different – you'd think that the light one is less calories right. because your mouth
0: perceives it as less or something. I don't know. Right, because the lard is nice and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> or cotton candy. I think that one's pretty high. That's pure sugar. yeah. But um, I think
1: we got that backwards because it's the rough and hard textured stuff that people think is less calories. Oh. So oh. people would think that the the thicker donuts would be, would be less, higher in calories. Less. less because calories. they're rough and thicker than the light and airy. Oh. I don't know.
0: Uh, we, now, we, now we're thoroughly
1: confused. Yes. <laughs> we're lost at sea, you might say. Uh, are
0: we? <laughs> uh, we
1: we're we're bailing, bailing salt water? Yes, we should call the Navy to help
0: us. And hopefully, they have enough fuel. Fuel! Researchers at the United States Naval Research Laboratory, Material Science Technology Division, had a proof of concept demonstrated of recovering carbon dioxide and hydrogen from seawater. And then uh, they converted that to fuel for a model plane. And then they ran the plane around. Right. And this technology isn't. Sorry, the idea isn't new. Right. They're doing this, but this technique is new and apparently is very efficient because they were, it was like 92% efficiency of removing the carbon di- or separating the carbon dioxide and hydrogen.
1: Right. So you've, you've got water, which is just H2O, but often water, t- especially seawater, right. has carbon dioxide dissolved in it. And fish pee. Okay, sure, but... <laughs> So you've got the carbon dioxide that they can take out, to take out from the water, and then separate the 2H from the O, so releasing oxygen. And you have hydrogen and the carbon dioxide that you can use with a, a catalytic
0: converter catalytic of some a Well, it's a catalyst, so a catalytic converter. Which exactly. Which is exactly what we have in our cars these days. Exactly. Only different. Which...
1: Takes those gases and converts them down into a liquid fuel, which is the hydrocarbons kind of configuration, which is what gasoline and diesel fuel and jet fuel all really is. So they – like chemistry has known this was possible, but they've actually made it work at a relatively
0: small scale to fuel. a small scale and efficient scale. Yes. Which is – that's the new thing. We'd be be doing this if up until now it was – Cost-effective to do, right. but of course it takes fuel to make the fuel. Yes,
1: more specifically <laughs> energy, because you need right you need some kind of electronic process probably to run to make this machine split everything apart.
0: Yeah, I think some of the the, the stuff I wrote is a, is, a, is a an electrolysis process. Okay, that makes which, sense. Which takes energy to to do this because you have to send energy through, so you have to create it, and then there's a loss.
1: So it it's kind of the thing where mostly you would think, okay, we're making fuel. You would use like the off hours, say the overnight hours for a nuclear plant or the Hoover Dam or something. When it's at a low capacity point, run the generator to basically suck in some water and convert that into fuel that can make us less dependent on fossil fuel countries. That's one thing you could do. You could... That's kind of the, the grand scale of things where all the articles about this have been a very narrow idea of, well, because the Navy de- devised it, it's going to work on Navy ships.
0: Right. And Well, well, that was the idea was that it would be a portable thing that they could do, say, on aircraft carrier.
1: Which conveniently has a nuclear reactor on it.
0: Right. And that, that's the whole thing is you have this, I won't say perpetual... Energy source, but like Hoover Dam, for example, it's, it's renewable. Yes. Uh, a nuclear reactor is, I would to say it's renewable, but it's a long last, it's a long yes. lifetime. And it has heat and other things, and certainly it's not 100% used. On the on the ships as being right. because basically what they all of those are really steam powered and I, I if I remember correctly the, all the the nuclear subs and the the nu- like the Nimitz and whatever they're nuclear powered but it's actually steam right. it's the, actually a steam engine the nuclear reaction heats the steam and that creates electricity with that turbine right exactly so there's probably a lot of leftover thing. And so what they're saying is okay, you can bring in seawater and use this fuel that you can make to refuel planes, which makes it a lot safer than having a fuel ship come up next to you and transfer the fuel that way. Right. And so this is a, this is a, a boon. It's
1: it's really good science that might not only help our military not have to have as much jet fuel on every plane, every boat, which is kind of explody. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if they can just keep in reserve what they need for the next week or so, instead of six months yeah. worth of fuel, maybe that's a little safer. Maybe, and, and or, all that kind or of maybe
0: stuff. even on demand,
1: but also they may have to be refueled less from tender ships right. so they can just be out and about. But it seems like a lot of the articles touting this idea have gone way beyond that idea of either let's make some additional fuel even in just emergency purposes, or let's have a land-based system that makes more gasoline off of a renewable energy source for the general public. Some of these articles were going hog wild of you can have ships at sea that are running this and never have to come home and they can fuel their own diesel engines. They're forgetting the idea that you, what we've been talking about, you need power to make this happen. Yeah, because I, otherwise you'd be burning oil to make the electricity to make the fuel, <laughs> which you, you had in the be. first place with the oil.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> some of these articles just aren't thinking that through.
0: In <laughs> part of the the thing is, oh, they'll they'll go out forever. It's like, well, no, they still have to eat. Yeah, there's all point, the
1: food. Yeah. There's
0: maintenance on stuff and, that and breaks you, down. Yeah, you still need oil to lubricate stuff. So. That's that's true. A little less, but yeah. yes. So, yeah, you can't you can't create the fuel to power your fuel creation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really neat science yeah. if
1: we can make it happen, especially in some kind of industrial scale. Sure. Uh, or, or what we
0: could do, and I don't have a problem with this, is instead of having these huge F-16s, just have the little bitty the RC car, <laughs> model plane that yeah. they tested this with. Yeah, they can't really uh, go in, uh, you know, high weather. But...
1: Gary, you do realize <laughs> that's our drone program. Yeah. Okay.
0: But it'd still be cool to see guys on, on the <laughs> with a little two stick yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, with little uh, heads up displays. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear them. <laughs> How the American military has fallen. Unfortunately, it's uh, it, you can't really do it in, in, in bad weather. A little true. small RC just don't have enough power. Same thing with drones. Well, there's <laughs> a lot the of them that don't fly in bad weather. This is true. So basically, all our wars will be fought in the rain. <laughs> in the
1: future. Well, that will degrade as well to just people throwing sticks and rocks at each other.
0: That's that's I have no problem with that. With being nice. We have the technology nicer, yeah. to protect against rocks and sticks. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure they do. So basically it'll just be it'll be fun yes. for everybody. Eventually get their aggression out.
1: We really need <sighs> to just turn all wars into a Nintendo tournament or something so nobody gets hurt.
0: No, I think I think sometimes people just need to punch something. So maybe instead of wars we should have Reality television shows where they do like the the uh, American Gladiators. Yes, thank you. You know, with the with the giant Q tips and stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, I could see what you're miming with that, but
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could I could have been doing. You were either I,
1: driving a boat or
0: <laughs> it could come in the robots, the punchy robots, boxing robots.
1: Oh, the the rock 'em sock 'em robots. Rock 'em sock 'em. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that that movie with Hugh Jackman and the? Big robots yeah, that he was... Con- yeah, I, I never Wow.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, my, how we've diverted from this. We have digressed uh, quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, so back, back. So a lot of those articles, well, they're badly researched, and then it, it seemed like they all went back to, like, a, I, I, I'll just say HuffPo. I don't know if this is right. Where the reporter got the facts wrong. And then everyone kind of copied and pasted that. Yeah. Know? So yeah, no, no. So no perpetual remotion. Yes, that would that would be a little insane. In, in spite of the fact that we do have lots of carbon in the ocean now because yeah. it's soaking it up, and we have lots of seawater in the ocean because it's salt water.
1: It would be carbon neutral because See? we're not digging oil out of the ground to add more stuff to the atmosphere. Sure. It would just be recycling what is basically what gets burned and put into the atmosphere would absorb back into the oceans, which is why I said it's dissolved in the oceans, the CO2, and then be sucked back out again, and it would be a nice, tight cycle. Yeah, If we can manage to make it work. I mean, on, all, on a all these scale. articles – Yeah, on a large scale, and all these articles said we're seven to ten years away from this, which is a big red
0: flag of we're not there yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They always, they always put that, yeah. except for the fact, well, seven to 10 years on a large scale, which of course, I mean, you have to build something that large to be able to do it. But which, sometimes
1: something that's feasible in the small scale and you can make it work, multiplying it up to that, you it realize work. it just
0: can't work. Yeah. So you have to have a million of these man-sized mm-hmm. converters and then you're like...
1: Just like you have, you genetically engineer an amoeba to produce gasoline as it's poop, essentially. Yeah. And that's great. Proof of concept, it works. But there's no way to make that a huge enough vat of amoebas to produce enough fuel to really work for the country. So okay. that scaling up, sometimes that is the problem. Yeah. But could be worse. Could be, <laughs> it could could be, be raining. Could be someone saying there's this vast conspiracy to say that we're going to ignore all. Fuel-efficient technology and all fuel-efficient
0: vehicles in the country. Thank goodness no one's ever doing that. No, absolutely not. I mean, the, the, the there was a Volkswagen that apparently is getting three hundred miles per gallon using that that carburetor that the government stole from that inventor in the sixties. So you're saying what I just said was completely wrong? Could 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 be. Oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but we all know that the government stole that carburetor. From that guy in the 60s, and that's why we don't have fuel-efficient cars. Right, but that, oh. that actually doesn't a- have anything to do
1: with the Volkswagen thing either.
0: Well, the Volkswagen thing is a an alleged 300-mile-per-hour car that isn't going to be coming to the United States, and they're building thousands of them, but big oil isn't going to let them over here. I agree with everything you said, except for the part that it's an alleged car.
1: It is oh. a car. Right. But they're not making thousands. They're making a couple hundred by hand. Yeah. And they're just making them in Europe and they're not making them in the United States or exporting them to the United States because we have vastly different safety and efficiency standards for – not everything yeah, that we you make as a car is don't. roadworthy.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is why the smart car was so long in coming over here mm-hmm. because they had to update it.
1: There was um, a company a couple of years ago in India – that was trying to make very inexpensive cars for its population.
0: Yeah, no, I think it was like down to like three or $400. It was it? a very inexpensive like car.
1: But yeah, probably it doesn't meet all the standards of United States cars, so it's not roadworthy yeah. in the United States, so you can't make them. Kind of like you really have to be very careful on whether or not you were able to still drive a Model T car that you may have an, as an antique at home. You can only drag it out a couple times a year for, say, 4th of July Parade,
0: and that's in the middle of the parade. And supposedly it gets really good gas mileage the Model T car. Of course, it only goes about 14 miles per hour. (laughs) But, I mean, if we all drove about 14 miles per hour, we'd be getting pretty good gas mileage. This one, of course, uh, supposedly gets about 200 and something, 80, so 276 miles. High 200s. Yeah. Unfortunately, also, it belches black smoke the entire time (laughs) that sticks to people and dissolves skin. No. No, no, I don't think it does any of those. (laughs) I'm just making this stuff up now. Yeah.
1: Well, basically, you have this – it's a concept car. Sure. You have tens and tens of concept cars that even the GM and Ford make in the United States as a proof of concept to say, this is something neat we could do and maybe start incorporating things later on. It's a most recent version of this concept car that Volkswagen has been making for years there are plenty of concept cars that are made in the United States that never see the light of day.
0: Yeah. Which really pisses me off. (laughs) There's some really cool concept cars.
1: Well, again, it goes back to the idea of concept of scale, because one of the things about this Volkswagen XL one is that quote, unquote, it's made with exotic materials. Like, um, uh, I can't remember, but lots of aluminum and carbon nano fiber tubes thing. So, a lot of it is very custom and high-end. Basically, a lot of this all goes back to the, apparently this one guy, Jim Stone, who's this freelance journalist. And um, a conspiracy theorist. And a conspiracy theorist who's apparently, ha- according to the Scopes article, also has this big conspiracy about the Malaysian 370 flight. Hey. That somebody smuggled a smell phone in their ass and tweeted a picture, a selfie or something after the plane crashed, or, or something phone? like that. That smell phone? In their ass. <laughs> nice. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I said it that way, but uh, we'll go back to the videotape later on. But basically, he wrote this very long screed about how, like you said, it's the big oil company that's but, saying... that. That's where I got most yeah.
0: of my conspiracy theories. <laughs> that are, 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 are you
1: know, trying to to make this not happen now. From what I understand, it was the was it the GM had an EV one or something like that or yeah. or something like that. It where was there one was the
0: first uh, uh, electrical vehicles, right? And, and it got it got killed, right? By on purpose. So yes,
1: yeah. there are conspiracies sometimes by big oil and big car,
0: yeah,
1: to to stop these things. But you think on the flip side, something like Tesla, which <laughs> is completely efficient, completely electronic, very high performance and all that, it is still selling in the United States. The problem for something like Tesla is not really coming from the big automakers or big oil. It's coming from big car dealership. Yeah. Because car dealers back in like the Depression, there's a great Planet Money uh, podcast episode about this, basically designed all the rules so that you had to sell cars through a dealership. You couldn't do anything otherwise. That's why there isn't like a dealership that sells Volkswagens and Fords and Mercedes all in one place. Everybody has an exclusive deal with one car maker, except for used car places. Okay. But you may have Joe's Toyota and then next door to it is Joe's Honda. Oh, and then next door saying. to that yeah, is yeah, Joe's yeah. Chevrolet. Yeah. They're owned maybe by the same person, but they're discrete entities. You can't go to sure. one showroom and look at all the cars. Right, Because they wrote the rules to say like, each dealership has a territory.
0: Right. But also Ford wasn't allowed to sell directly to the public, exactly. which is why you have the dealership. And that's where – That's where Tesla out. has exactly. the
1: problem because that Planet Money episode talked about how this one guy was trying to sell cars directly through the internet yeah. to not have that dealership problem. But he found out the laws were against it. Right, And that's the same thing Tesla is having the problem with. So it's not big oil conspiracy that's stopping something like that. It's, it's the it's, laws and it's the, the tradition. infrastructure. Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: On the other hand, also Texas, Oklahoma, there there are a couple of states that were also fighting to keep Tesla out. Yes, for for other reasons. You know, it was all yeah. political. Well, it's all yeah. cronyism, actually. Yes, and it's probably the cronies because they own the car dealerships. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I can't, I can't sell. Yeah, these.
1: they're they're not willing to allow Joe's Toyota and Joe's Chevrolet to also have Joe's Tesla. Yeah. They just want to have their company and be their own thing. Yeah, and they're coming up against that tradition. Right. But, but it's not a vast oil conspiracy. And if there was going to be a vast oil conspiracy, it would be against people like Tesla, not this hybrid car, which is just a proof of concept they're only making a couple hundred of.
0: Right. And, and there was a there was a good takedown of Jim, whatever his name is, Sloan's, Stones, whatever his name is. <laughs> Article on Jalopnik.com. I didn't know about this site, but it's sort of like a car talkie kind of <laughs> talking about your cars, and, right. and they they do the same thing that car talk. Jalopnik, as in jalopy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Their point was, if this car was real, they would make shitloads of money out of it. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, it's just right now it's not cost effective. You know, I'd love to a two hundred and sixty-one mile per hour car or a mile per gallon car. Yeah. Everyone would. Yeah. It, well,
1: I like the fact that my car is more true. efficient than your average car. Yeah. Yes, there have been some conspiracies like against the EV1 or something, but the Toyota Prius is still selling really, really well in America yeah. because they found a way to make it efficient to work on the battery technology to the point where it was cost efficient to make it happen. And when I bought my car back in '04. You were on a waiting list to get this car. It was so popular. Granted, I was living in Los Angeles where everything's all image and everybody wanted the new flashy car. But if you have a car that has a new technology that's going to save people money, you're going to make sales. And, and, and there's some things about this car that besides the fact that it's a not a production model and doesn't meet all the American standards, it's also a small two-seater diesel hybrid. You've got a small two-seater car, so it wouldn't work here in Texas where everybody wants their fucking truck with the big old battering ram on the front of it. It only seats two people. It's not even a sedan where you could have a family with it. It would be a you know, midlife crisis, small penis kind of car no, Not for necessarily. Some
0: it's also a good starter car for yeah. people. Well, not $60,000.
1: <laughs> well, even that $60,000 figure is actually, I think, lowballing it. Sure, because well, other people have quoted it being more like 120. Yeah. So maybe someone isn't converting their Euros correctly.
0: Oh, yeah. The, J- Jalopnik said it would be about $150,000. Yeah,
1: so it, it would be a <laughs> premium car anyway. Sure. Yes, they would sell it, but mostly it would be to well, like high-end people. I yeah. mean,
0: Tesla is is effectively this car, only electric. Yes. Uh, it's it's a two-seater. I mean, it's a sports car. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's for the right now it's for the rich. It's just like when the first iPhone came out, you couldn't yeah. afford it. I've, it came down cuz people bought it. Yes. Tesla's going to do the same thing eventually. It'll be But like before Tesla can get to the masses, we have to have a big jump in in battery technology. Yes. Because and and energy infrastructure. Yeah.
1: Like I think with plug-in hybrids, you still have to get a custom thing installed in your garage to use I guess the I know the dryer and the oven work on a different amperage or voltage or whatever than the rest of the house. Well, the
0: the dryer's on three phase.
1: So whatever that is, like you have to attach it to a different level of power. Yeah, you can't true. just – a you lot can't of these things you it, can't plug it yeah, into you, an outlet. You can't
0: plug it directly into what is it, oh, a 15-amp outlet. outlet. Okay,
1: yeah. Whatever difference that is, you have to. But you would also have to have that infrastructure throughout the country. Yeah. That's why things like – Going back to the article on the converting fuel for the Navy thing, we've known how to make hydrogen fuel for a long time, and, you know, there's the problems of scale and energy, but we don't have the infrastructure to have compressed gas as a car fuel. Right. If we found another liquid fuel that could store just like we store gasoline in tanks under the ground, we would be able to upgrade to that better fuel really quickly because every gas station could convert like that. Kind of like every gas station has regular gasoline and diesel gasoline. That's another reason why people in the United States probably wouldn't like this Volkswagen because it's a diesel hybrid. And except for people who have big old trucks, people don't like diesel in the United States.
0: Yeah, I I have a feeling that that's changing. In general. Right. Well, and plus right now
1: diesel is more expensive than but you Science. you could convert to this other fuel more easily so for electric power or for hydrogen power you would need a whole different infrastructure and that's a big limiting factor yeah. just like the price of this car is the limiting factor that it's unproven technology is a limiting factor and that's why it's not made it to the United States because they would have to sink a whole lot of cost in converting it to be americanized and
0: then tested which is yeah. going to be Pass a all of all the crash grand tests and all the kind millions. of thing and a couple of years
1: yeah Whereas right now what they're doing is they're making a couple hundred, seeing if people buy it, seeing what people like about it, what they don't. And eventually some of this technology may make it down into the production level stuff. Just like just audio equipment on cars. It used to be that you only had a 8-track player and then you could get a cassette player and then a DVD player because price kept going down and people were willing to pay for it. And now you can plug your iPhones into the cars because enough people bought that. So enough people buy this car and are interested in it, they'll start trying to make production models of it. Maybe it won't be two hundred eighty miles per gallon or something like that, but hell, even one hundred fifty miles per gallon would be leaps and bounds better than what we already have. But it's not a vast
0: conspiracy. Nope. No, it isn't. Just nope. like just like all the really cool phones that <laughs> the, the Europe and Japan get that we don't because really? yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, they they had the communications companies do a lot of testing on stuff over there. Oh, so okay. like texting was first available mm-hmm. in Japan. That's when I first started doing texting. Was when I was in Kuwait, and when I came back, you know, suddenly they were charging ten cents a text or whatever. Right, right? but over there it was it was basically free.
1: Yeah, I know there were some places like, That's especially ridiculous. throughout Africa, but maybe also in the Middle East, there wasn't the wired infrastructure for right. phones. So it was cheaper and easier for everybody to have cell phones. Absolutely, And so everybody had a cell phone. We, we, we in the United States, open until recently, were really all dependent on landlines. Yeah, we're,
0: we're really playing catch-up as far as wireless technology goes, even though a lot of the technology was developed here. But it was really <laughs> tested over there because you're also talking about infrastructure that's like – Oh, it's brand new. Uh, we're in a war zone. <laughs> so if it goes down, okay, well, you know, for a day or so, that's not such a... Right. No no worries, I guess.
1: Or you could institute this in a small country like Luxembourg or East Bumblefuck Nowhere, which is like a small state-sized thing where the United States is such a big territory. If you didn't introduce it everywhere, people would hate you. Like if you only introduced a new smartphone technology just in New Jersey... Yeah. Besides the fact that people hate New Jersey already, <laughs> people would be pissed. Yeah. It's like all those commercials that they have nowadays of, well, look at our map and how much this looks like in the United States compared to this that just looks like a Rorschach test. That it's a big selling point if you can have it throughout the United States as opposed to, hey, let's just test this in South Africa because it's one country and we can test it there. Yeah. Something like that. But no conspiracies. Just – it's, it all comes down to money, whether it's the car or the fuel or all this stuff.
0: Indeed. So, Gary. Yes. Did we learn anything this week? All right. Well, yeah. We, we may have learned something. Oh, good. Let's let's see. We learned that Pope Benedict Palpatine is being kept alive in a small shed on the grounds of the Vatican, <laughs> kept alive by his dark, oozing soul. And Jesus. And God. But you know and it's voodoo. oozing? <laughs> You. That's what souls do.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Oh, wait. That was proved in Ghostbusters,
0: because all the souls leave behind is slime. Ecto- ectoplasmic slime. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Makes uh, perfect this, sense. Yeah, exactly. This week was homeopathic awareness week. That's enough of that.
1: <laughs> Anorex- if only
0: we could get rid of homeopathy that easily. <laughs> exactly. Anorexia and bulimia aren't just for women, and your body and brain are probably lying to you about how much you've eaten. And... Sometimes someone else's milkshake is
1: better than yours and brings all the boys to the yard. It brings
0: all the boys to the yard.
1: Ah, I missed that one. That's okay. Ah. I only know that much about that song. (laughs) All I know is the chorus, so that's my entire reference. I think I
0: can't even remember who sung it. Well, that's kind of coincidental what you said. So it takes fuel to make fuel, and we can't always get what we want but if we try sometimes, we just might find we get a conspiracy. <laughs> I thought about singing that, but I decided not to. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. That's right. So that's that's what we did this week. Yeah. And hopefully someday we'll have the entire three all three of us. Of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, go into a laboratory and create a fourth fourth host. <laughs> Anybody want to host? (laughs) It's not outside the realm of
1: possibility that we could have a fourth person on the show as a regular (laughs) co-host, but it's just finding that magical alchemy of someone's personality who gels well with the three of us who will...
0: Ectoplasmically gels? Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Who will dictate, don't touch that one, what the show really should be and keep its tone, even if we add a fourth voice.
0: You're getting all for (laughs) mm (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I'm just thirsty because I ran out of <laughs> cranapple juice half an hour ago.
0: Aha. All right. Well, thank, thank you so much for joining us, listeners. Dear listeners, as Greg might correct me, having said not. Thank you, Gary, for joining me. <laughs> That's right. Thanks yeah, for coming good. back. <laughs> yep, And I, I should probably be here next week.
1: And we'll <laughs> see what Donna's schedule holds. She... Has a lot of work stuff going on, so yep. it's week um, to it's week. I'm actually week.
0: joining her for some of that work as well as the other work. Already, eh, anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back at you next week. woo Whoever we are. Whoever we are, exactly. It may <laughs> just be me and Harpo. <laughs> yeah, in fact, what we're going to do is we're just going to release this week's episode backwards. <laughs> and so that way you can listen to it and get all the da- demonic messages uh, that we've Just release it a to.
1: second time and see if anybody notices. <laughs> it just changed the just beginning. Just call it 159.
0: <laughs> all right. So thanks for joining us. We will talk at you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. we have to say it because it is homeopathy after all <laughs> and we did a big thing on homeop homeopathy homeop- homeopathy homeopathic, <sighs> homeopathic
1: um we did a big thing on homeopathy fuck <laughs>
0: uh, you, you
1: yeah all right so we're going to talk about some uh food relating story food relating
0: <laughs> well we all know we can all relate to food It's so much easier to edit these things with Donna. (laughs) I don't get out of the house
1: much! (laughs) We can tell. Yes, we should call the Navy to help us, and hopefully they have enough fuel. Fuel!
0: Oh, well, you probably haven't seen Barfly. Fuel! Okay, never mind, don't worry about it. Is it TV? Movie? It's a movie. Okay. It's a movie about the Barfly.
1: I... I don't drink, but I have seen movies that contain people. Yeah, but this is all about a guy uh,
0: <laughs> drinking. It's all about it's a barfly. Anyway, uh, it, it, it moved. On, sorry. Yes. So al- apparently, you know, I'm not going to use that word because we use that a lot. All I use the essentially time. all the time. Yeah. The uh, Navy, the Naval Research Laboratory, the NRL released a press release? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Had a press release uh on the fourteenth. No, sorry. 7th. On the seventh. About using <clears throat> sorry, I haven't Stop.
1: Second. Yeah. Put your thoughts together
0: uh, and then say them. Yeah. Well I thought I had them. <laughs> so, okay. So yes. Dogging myself, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, you should really tell me the good news 1st I'm like, eh, "I know, but <laughs> I like to start out with the bad and then build up to the good news because <laughs> because you remember the you last know, things, yeah, you remember the last
1: things, and forget about the future. You got to do uh, what is a a, a sandwich, a, a good thing, then exactly. the bad thing, then the yeah, good to,
0: thing. yeah, a good thing, do a little little happy curve. Uh, All right.
1: no, that's something else entirely. That yeah, it's a little EQ." A little smiley EQ face. I was making kind of a prostitution joke, but that
0: I, I didn't really know how to craft it. Ah. Uh-huh. So. Well, prostitution is a craft. That's true. It's a skill. Not usually relied upon for their joking-making capabilities. Well, it depends though. on it because I think a lot of them... You know, I think I think prostitution... Now, I've, I've never been to prostitution, but you, you, you hear... Interviews with them, and they, they and a lot of them say, Oh, well, you know, so a lot of times it's not, it's mainly lonely guys. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of, Necessary there's not really a lot of sex. It's the companionship. It's is, the companionship yeah. more than the sex. And so you do have to be a good companion. I think the better companion, yeah. the higher class, I don't know. I don't really know. What the fuck do I know? I don't know. What do I know about it? I don't know nothing about it. I know, I know okay. nothing.
1: Well, the, definitely the 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 stripper all, has to really exude a lot of connection and personality. To you think they would? I would
0: say I went, I was dragged to a, a strip bar in... again I've never been to
1: a strip bar, so oh. I I I would imagine that's what it should be. Yeah, like the the ones that are more friendly and personable get more tips.
0: Oh, sure, absolutely.
1: That's what I'm talking
0: about. Yeah. Although I went I went to 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 one in Canada. And it was like it was like Valium night. Oh, you like, like this, eh? Well, no, it wasn't even. That, you know, Want me it, to shake of, this a boot? No, it, it was. It, it, what was interesting is it was it was kind of bright in there. Usually strip clubs are kind of dark, <laughs> right? And. um they were playing great music, <laughs> like they were playing Rush or yeah, know, yeah, Van Halen or something. It was like a really cool mix of music. And so, and then the bar, and then they on on the bar. Rather than having like in American strip clubs, they usually have like a stage. Right. They have other stages and maybe platforms and stuff. But this had like it was like a bar, and then the girls kind of were on the bar dancing in front of you. Coyota, coyote coyote esque yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess, you know. And so there like there were the poles, but they were just just but it, it was Valium night. They were just kind of moving, <laughs> wiggling were, along very slow. not, not even along. <laughs> they were just kind of moving. It, it was kind of like models or or like an emo d- dancing at a Cure concert. Sure. Yeah, but it, but it's more like models with no rhythm. You know, yeah, I, I, they were all really good looking. But well, they, that's good, at least. But they were all just like, oh, you know, doing their laundry list or something, a shopping <laughs> list in their brains or, you know, adding, you know, multiplying by two. Right. There was... <laughs> hmm. I wonder what 14 28 Eight, six, Did I leave the oven on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what it was. It's just like they—they they weren't, you know. <laughs> and granted, I guess a lot of them don't make eye contact anyway because they don't want to drink. Right. But, but they were just like listless. Yeah, and if I, if, if they were, if they if, if they had been chewing gum, they would have been chewing gum. <laughs> you know, like chewing just chewing their cud. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Where the, the TV and movies presents every stripper as basically a woman who really wanted to be like a dancer. Right. Yeah, but These were not them. No. This was just, here I am.
0: Yeah, I think, I think sway, actually – Sway, my, my, sway, sway. Exactly. I, I think my original interpretation of them being models who couldn't be models, which doesn't really make sense, but maybe, yeah. maybe, they, maybe they pissed somebody off. And so they had to go to the strip club – or maybe they thought they had to go to a strip club so they could be a model. I don't know. But they <laughs> they were not enthusiastic. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. But it'll make great outtake yeah. stuff. But that wasn't my most depressing uh, strip club experience.
1: The other one was where you had to dance?
0: No, I've done that, but. Uh... <laughs> I yeah, wondered how joke. you were getting through grad school. A, exactly. Uh, 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 uh. Exactly. It is a it was a girls strip club. I got up there. And- Four girls. Yeah. No, it was it was a male strip. It was a uh, f- female dancers, males, and then just staring as, vacantly. But well, we were a- with the hashers, so ah, so like back then I was kind of crazy. So I got up there and danced as well. Oh, I was invited up. However, I didn't just jump up and scare them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, interesting. It's ridiculous. Slow slow night. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't like it was packed. It was packed with hashers, so it wasn't like... Thursday at the strip club. (laughs) Exactly. Guys night! (laughs) I don't know. Okay, we're about ready to go? Sure, should we decide on a general order?